You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. Now Hear This is a conversation with leaders in Indianapolis that are working to improve the lives of Hoosiers. Our goal is to empower you to join in their work and make a difference while informing you about the unseen aspects of life in Indiana. If you miss an episode, you can listen via podcast at nowhearthisindy.com. My guest today is Debbie Laswell, who is the program director at iWin Foundation, and they can be found at iwinfoundation.org. Debbie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about IWIN and what that stands for and what do you do? Sure. So the IWIN Foundation is Indiana Women in Need. Um, It's a foundation that supports individuals statewide receiving treatment for breast cancer. Um, And we relieve emotional, physical, financial burdens um, so that people can get on with their lives, have better quality of life. Um, We alleviate stress um, by taking care of those burdens. What are some of the things that you do to help alleviate stress and and what are the programs that operate with iWin? Sure. So um, what we do, actually 20 years ago, our founder, Nancy Shepard, she saw a co-worker um, who was going through the treatment of breast cancer. And this woman was young. They were both in their 30s. And so she was witnessing um, someone her age going through this with young children. Um, and what she saw was this coworker trying to juggle, you know, a full-time job, motherhood, taking care of her family, going grocery shopping, uh, putting meals on the table um, while enduring, um, you know, limited mobility because of mastectomy Um This woman was also going through uh, chemotherapy treatments, which has so many devastating side effects. Um, And so Nancy saw that there was money out there for research, but she saw a gap in the system um, where people really needed to be helped with some of those practical things. Um, And so what she did was... um, create some fundraisers um, and look around for opportunities and organizations that she could funnel this money into to help people with housekeeping services, um, child care while they were at treatment, um, assistance with meals or groceries, um, gasoline support to get back and forth to treatment. Um, even things like yard maintenance becomes you know an issue when you're being treated for breast cancer. So um, she looked around for an organization that she could give this money to, this seed money that she had created. Um, and what she found was that really there was a lack of organizations out there at the time. So she created IWIN, and that was in the year 2000. And here we are now. So That's excellent. So how does someone go about applying for funds and what's the process to disperse that? Sure. So a lot of people, when they go for breast cancer treatment, they are assigned a nurse navigator in their healthcare system. And so many times um, this nurse navigator in the healthcare system will have an IWIN application that they provide to um, the the patient. Um, If not, people can also go to our website, download an application. Um, They can also just make a request for application and I'll get one out in the mail if they don't have access to a printer. Um, Once we receive the application, we take a look at it. Um, What people like about IWIN or tend to like about IWIN is that our application process is simple. So You know, it's a quick and easy four-page application. Um, One page is filled out by a physician to verify treatment. 
Um, and the other pages have some demographic information, contact information. Um, we uh, just require that you are a resident of the state of Indiana and in current treatment for breast cancer. Uh, we don't have income requirements. So that's something that people tend to really like about IWIN um, because we find that people sometimes in those middle income classes, they don't qualify for other grants, other assistance because they're not at poverty level. Right. But what we believe is that no one budgets for cancer um, and even people of middle income, it can be a struggle. Um, we know that 76 percent of Americans just live paycheck to paycheck. Sure. And so that makes it very difficult, um, even in the middle income. Yeah, I, I was having that. I had that thought the other day. I was just like, what if someone was diagnosed with cancer? Because we just talked to our friends at the 24 Foundation, and they're the ones who help fund a lot of those nurse navigators and, and do some similar work. The, the realities of the financial impact on someone's home when they're diagnosed with cancer must be significant. So how extensive is the support? How is it a one-time thing or do you find people need consistent support for my win? How does, how does that work? That's a great question. So um, the IWIN grants are a one-time grant. The goal of um, the organization is to assist as many people across the state of Indiana as we can um, who are diagnosed with breast cancer. So um, Indiana has 5,000, um, over 5,000 now cases of breast cancer diagnosed each year. And so we, um, in the beginning, in our first year of service, we served three patients. Now we serve over 600 um, men and women each year. So um like I said, our goal is to serve as many people as possible. Um, so it is a one-time grant with us. Um, but some of the reasons that that we do this, um, you know, we actually uh, work with a community outreach coordinator at Franciscan who's on our board. Um, and recently they did some studies into the financial side effects of cancer. Um, and they find between 20 and 30 percent of women diagnosed with breast cancer will lose their jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of just devastating, you know, side effects um, of having breast cancer. Um, and that's why we do what we do. Now, if you're okay talking about it, this is personal for you. Why? Yeah. So um, when I saw the job posting for program director at IWIN, I immediately gravitated to it. Um, I had breast cancer myself um, in 2014. And fortunately for me, it was early stage breast cancer. Um, so I haven't had to go through many of the treatments, the debilitating treatments that a lot of the patients I work with have to endure. Um, but I was pregnant at the time, and I think the the fear um, that you feel during breast cancer treatment, the moment that you hear you have cancer, you know, uh, many of us who have had cancer talk about that moment. It's unforgettable. Um, it makes you really stare your own mortality in the face. Um, and so when I saw this position, you know, I knew that it was just meant for me. Um, I have great empathy uh, for the women and men that I talk to on the phone. And um, like I said, I do talk to over 600 patients every year. And so I like to think that I, I bring something to the table um, when I'm speaking to them because I've been through it myself. Yeah, and when you're talking to some of these folks, 
What are some of the success stories that stand out about iWin's grants to patients? Sure. So recently I had a nurse navigator contact me from Madison County, and that's the the Anderson-Pendleton area. Um, And she said she feared that one of her patients would not continue on with chemotherapy treatments. Um, And this woman had early stage cancer, um, great prospects of recovery. um, But this woman's husband was elderly with dementia um, and she was his primary caregiver. So she did not want to leave him during her chemotherapy treatments. Um, And she actually was refusing chemotherapy. Um, and so the navigator called Iwin to see if we could arrange for elder care um, to help take care of her husband while she went to chemotherapy. So, you know, we we talked to a couple of different companies up in that area, uh, found a provider that kind of fit with financial um, restrictions, and we got that taken care of. And so she's she's doing chemotherapy now and, and by all accounts doing well. So that's wonderful. What are some others that come to mind? Yeah, um, we have helped, you know, actually in all 92 counties. Um, So um, a woman in Fishers a couple of years ago, she... um, her main concern was her eight-year-old son maintaining some kind of normalcy during the summer. So again, as she was going through chemotherapy, um, she was worried that his typical summer would be really impacted um, and wanted to just maintain everyday life for him, wanted him to have some joy for the summer. So she negotiated some special rates for a summer camp, um, and Iwin was able to pay for that summer camp, um, you know, to just create, um, I don't know, a bubble for their family where they were safe for a little bit and where life just seemed normal for a little bit. That's wonderful. So if, if you want to get involved, you can go to iWin Foundation. What are some of the ways that people listening can get involved? Yeah, so there's plenty that, that people can do. Um, we have a lot of community support. In fact, third-party fundraisers, as we call them, are, are one of our um, biggest areas of growth. Um, we've had organizations help to support us, like IMPD's um, Fall Cancer Awareness Campaign. Um, there's a lot of high schools that do pink out games, you know, their volleyball teams or basketball teams, Triton Central out in Shelbyville um, or near Shelbyville does a huge basketball game every January um, and give Iwin over $20,000 to support patients um, in their area. Um, We also have, you know, there's a there's a little girl named Abby who has done fundraisers for us. And uh, this year for her 13th birthday, she decided that she didn't want presents from her friends, that she would rather get donations for Iwin. So um, we have small scale fundraisers. Uh, we have larger scale fundraisers. Um, there's someone planning a motorcycle ride for Iwin this year. Um you know, some high school students at Hamilton Southeastern recently sold bracelets. So there's a lot of ways to get involved. Um, and you can call us, get on our website to find out more about that. 
I think if people hear fundraiser, they think, wow, that's a lot of work or that may be complicated. Do you offer help in setting some of those fundraisers up? Absolutely. We can help give ideas. Um, and there's also really simple things. A lot of times we have companies in October, um, they will say everyone can wear pink on Fridays or, you know, if you pay $5. And so there's a lot of very simple things that, that any of us can do um, when we find something in our community that really pulls at our heartstrings and you know just the same way I love I win whatever it is that speaks to you um, it was our founders goal to to have an organization where communities feel called to get involved and so that's our biggest hope is that you know people out there will do something um, you know help out and um, just whatever calls your heart so this is our second interview talking about a similar topic. What is it about cancer that makes it so complicated for the person who's diagnosed with it? Yeah, there's, you know, there's so many things that are involved in a cancer diagnosis. Um, I think so many of us now are on high deductible health plans, for mm. example. And so as soon as you have a catastrophic diagnosis like that, you're talking about thousands of dollars out of your pocket. Typically, um, there's a loss of income while you're off work. So not only do you have the loss of income immediately after surgery, um, the side effects of chemotherapy um, or the time involvement in radiation also involve time off work. Um, a lot of people don't have short-term disability plans, but if they do, it's still only 60% of your pay. And as I mentioned, for the 76% of us um, who are living paycheck to paycheck, 60% of our pay may not be enough. Sure. Um, there's also, with cancer, the loss of income from your spouse's job. If they are you know, attentive and, and going to treatments with you, um, they're going to have loss of income as well. Um, there's just a multitude of appointments. So radiation, for example, um, which often indicates uh, an earlier stage cancer, radiation treatments can be a real financial burden as it's typically four to six weeks every single day. So you have increased gas costs. You may be eating on the road. Um Let's see, you have loss of work in that case. Um, some people I've talked to being treated in, you know, they're from Jeffersonville, Indiana, and getting treatment in Louisville. Every day, 2 to $4 to cross the bridge, you know, both ways. And so there's a lot of hidden costs that... Um, you know, to some people may not be impactful, but we have a lot of people who um, that's just enough to to make it really difficult to put food on the table for a couple of months or afford gas. Debbie Laswell has been my guest. She's the program director at iWin Foundation, making the case that you should go to iwinfoundation.org and help support their work, have a fundraiser. I imagine you can give directly. Debbie, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Thanks for listening to Now Hear This. I am your host, Chris Spangle. If you missed any portion of our program, you can listen on our website, nowhearthisindy.com. If you'd like to have your organization featured on the show, please contact Gabby at 317-475-7407 or via the contact page on our website. Thanks for listening, and we will be back again next week with Now Hear This. In the span of two years, podcast advertising has become a billion-dollar industry. Why? 
Changes to social media and search engines aren't getting the same results as they used to. And let's be honest, why would anyone want to financially support them? Plus, the loyal audiences of audio brands have a better return on investment. Need more convincing on that? Look up Edison Research's Infinite Dial. As the longest-running libertarian network, the audience of the We Are Libertarians podcast network have been our partners in growth for almost a decade. We are looking for advertisers that will enhance the lives of our listeners, and we have only six slots available for companies that are looking to grow with us. Volume matters in advertising, and no other libertarian brand can offer you over 40 episodes across 10 shows a month while reaching tens of thousands of people for one easy monthly payment. It is simple. Email me now, Chris Spangle at chrisspangle.com, and let us start supporting your business as you support ours.